Hello everyone, it's the day after Halloween. Hope you all had a very spooky weekend. By the time this episode airs, the election will be over. So if you're listening to this, thanks. If not, no big deal. I'm guessing it could be a bit of a weird week this week. You know, our podcast is officially over 20 episodes old and we're creeping up on 10,000 downloads. So I thought it'd be a good time to shout out the folks who make it happen. It's not just me. You know Alex Lopez, of course, the founder of Sharebird. He's awesome. Thanks for everything, Alex. But we've now also got Jolisha on board. Jolisha is the best. She is doing it all behind the scenes to help make this podcast great, along with Serby. Thank you, Serby and Jolisha. You guys are awesome. You make this podcast so much better, so much more fun for me. This podcast is a partnership with Sharebird. Sharebird.com is a peer mentoring platform. It's the place to discover on-demand resources to help you with your product marketing career. There are great resources and also a job board on the site, so definitely check it out if you haven't already. If you have feedback on this podcast in general, specific episodes, things you like, things you want to hear, things we should switch up, please email us at podcasts at Sharebird.com or connect with me on LinkedIn. I love connecting with people on LinkedIn and hearing how the show has helped you or things, ideas you have, things you want to hear, please reach out, DM me. Shout out to our sponsor, Crayon. If you aren't familiar with it, Crayon is an awesome tool for product marketers. Crayon analyzes market trends for you, makes acting on insights easy. And this means dynamically updated battle cards for sales teams, alerts, dashboards, much more. Crayon is a great tool for marketers looking to maintain differentiated messaging, improve sales win rates, catch important updates from competitors, and much more. Check them out at crayon.co. I've still got a little bit of a cold, just won't go away but I'm almost done with it. All right, let's get to the show. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Product Marketing Experts brought to you by Sharebird. I'm your host, Marcus Andrews, and today we're diving deep into the product marketing career path. I love hearing about how people got into the role and learning about their journey. There are a lot of ways to get into product marketing and everyone is unique. And right now, interest in product marketing is really, really high. I know a lot of people who are either trying to break into the role or looking for others who can help them advance their career. So we're gonna keep coming back to this topic. I know our listeners find it really, really valuable. And you know what, everybody is different and super unique. So we all have different points of views. And I think talking to different folks about their journey and how they see product marketing we can always go deeper and explore new angles and learn more. I think we've got a really great product marketing expert to help. Madeline Ng is the head of marketing for the Google Maps platform. And previously, she was the head of marketing for Google Cloud AI product and solutions for marketing. She's super smart, has had a really interesting career. She's been the first product marketer at a startup, a lead within a larger company, and now a leader in a massive global marketing organization. She's excited to share what she's learned along the way. So super excited to talk to her. Madeline, how's it going? It's going well. How are you doing, Marcus? I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. You know what? We both worked at Google and my question for you in all of this crazy world that we're living in today is how much do you miss the MKs right now? I mean, I'm not going to lie. We have a lot of conversations about the micro kitchen in my internal meetings. I think all of us miss deeply having fresh and healthy snacks that we can just grab as opposed to having to go to the grocery store. So yes. yeah, I, I miss it a lot, but I think I miss the people a little bit more. I feel you. The people are probably number one. I mean, I just, yeah. maybe I'm food motivated, but a lot, I, I'm with you too. There's a lot of conversations you can have about like what is in, <laughs> what is in the micro kitchen right now in terms of the drinks and snacks and like what's coming. I think everybody has their favorite, but. Uh, oh my gosh. Yes. 
All right. So super interested in your career path. This is what this episode is about. How did you become a PMM? How did you get into product marketing in the first place? Yeah. So product marketing, I'm not going to lie, was not a job that I think at the time when I was looking was as prevalent or as well known. So I actually stumbled into product marketing after I had a product management internship at the company called Bloomreach, which is actually where I started my product marketing career. I feel really lucky to have taken basically my curiosity and how you develop products and paired it with how much I actually like to talk to customers, how much I like to write and tell stories and actually found a path that blends the two. I would say in my career, as in I'm sure many of the listeners' careers, it comes down to someone actually opening your eyes to that opportunity. And in my case, it was a CMO of Bloomreach at that time who actually reached out and said, hey, there's this thing called product marketing. We don't have anyone who does it, but I know how to, to do it. So would you like to come and learn and, and grow in this role? And so I'm incredibly blessed that I met her and incredibly blessed that I actually found product marketing and that it's been such a good fit. Um, for, you know, where I'm curious and also hopefully where I can give back to a company. Awesome. Yeah. I do hear, a, you know, like a version of that story a lot and it's just, you know, the, the relationships and mentors and, and people that you can find and meet is obviously super important, but yeah, I like how you phrase that. Just, you know, having someone there who can kind of open your eyes to that possibility, obviously super valuable for you. And I think it's just kind of good advice, you know, to build those relationships for others as well. Absolutely. So product marketing at Google Maps, this is a big consumer facing company, right? I mean, I'm just curious what product marketing is like at Maps. You have millions and like it's, it's a utility, but it's also a consumer app and it's used by so many people every day. How do you guys think about marketing and product marketing? So I think it's actually really interesting. You know, the, the great thing about Google Maps is the brand and also the way it actually really helps people. I think that all of us have been consumers actually using sort of the consumer experience and recognizing how fundamental it is to not only finding out how to get somewhere, but also finding out about a place, especially yeah. these days with, you know, how busy something is or, you know, if it's open, you know, there's, there's just a lot of value in understanding location and the context around it. I actually lead the product marketing team for Google Maps platform, which actually lets you take, lets businesses take the goodness of what we have in Google Maps for consumer and apply it to their own um, apps and their own experiences for their customers. So the, the fundamentals of product marketing are still really similar, right? It's still about making sure that you're actually taking an outside in perspective that puts that customer first and helps highlight how the innovation that your company provides can actually help them in uh, doing what they need to do, right? Whether that's um, improving, you know, operational efficiency, whether that's about making like incredible customer experiences, it's the bones are the same. But I would say that the key thing that I've really learned coming into this role is taking that incredibly important lens of not only what is the message that you're telling in this moment, but also what are the implications of this message in the systematic approach almost in the overall story for the brand and overall story for all of the different customers and the different customer types. So I would say it's same foundation, much bigger scope and much more thoughtfulness as we think about that story that goes out and how it connects to all of the past stories and also all of the future stories. Got it. It's super interesting. Yeah. So I get, okay. So you're more the the B2B function of maps, mm -hmm. I think just from a, my own consumer ex experience, I, I really do use maps to like explore and learn about businesses all the time. You know, it's like you said, I'm not, I mean, I use it to get it from A to B, but I also use it to like learn about my physical environment too. So how do you handle getting inside the head of the consumer, you know, with so many users and so many options is that that must be a big challenge, right? Like how do you guys approach customer insights or user insights? 
Oh yeah. Customer insights is incredibly important to us. So I would say in terms of in our business, we have an opportunity to work really closely with our customers. So we work with uh, business, business customers and they're really incredible at helping us understand what they need, but also what their end customers needs. So whether that is a retailer these days, that's really trying to figure out, Hey, how do I serve a consumer that might be trying to be really efficient in their interactions in person just because of the, cl the climate that we're in? And how do I make sure that they understand that I'm open and that I understand that I have the products that they need? And so we really work with them to make sure that they can craft that experience. And we look to those customers and those innovators to actually come to us and, and explain what their customers need. So that's effectively what you do. It's, it's kind of imperfect, right? I think anyone who's done any kind of like market segmentation knows it's a combination of that quantitative information that you have, but really without that qualitative kind of emotional understanding, everything will kind of fall flat. Great point. Yeah. You can get really data-driven and, and make a lot of smart decisions, but yeah, you're totally, totally right. You don't want to lose sight of the actual people. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So, okay, let's get back to your career path. So you, I, mean, I think a lot of product marketers, a lot of people in general, you know, I think they think about getting their MBA. You, we were talking about how there's a bunch of Sloanies at HubSpot. You went to Sloan, which is MIT Sloan in Boston. What was your experience at Sloan? Like what was the most valuable thing you took away from your time that you think helped you in your career? I would say Sloan was probably the best investment I actually could have made in myself. And I'm not going to negate the fact that going to business school, especially when you have a career that you're excited about and you have trajectory there, it's a, it's a big personal cost, but I would argue that the ROI is incredibly fruitful. So I am pretty far out from my time graduating from Sloan as I do, I just do some mental math there. But I would say the biggest thing for me while I was there was the opportunity to talk to people who are very different from me. So talking to people who have different careers and frankly, dramatically different backgrounds, I think has helped me understand one, um, how I relate to people and how to do that in a more effective way, which I would argue is incredibly important in, in the workplace, but also just to gain perspective and to help identify my blind spots and where I needed to dive in. And, and some of those friendships that I made really helped me think through, you know, challenging times, not only while I was at Sloan, but since that really key example, I was working with an incredible woman who had actually come from more of a nonprofit background. And we were co-leading a woman in management conference. And unfortunately we had to cancel that conference really last minute because of you know one of boston's notorious blizzards right mm -hmm. but being able to bounce ideas off of someone and get sort of a really different perspective on how to approach things helped me understand that there are so many multitudes of ways of approaching a problem and leaning and actually seeking diverse opinions to do that was incredibly valuable and so since then, in my career, um, I've had the opportunity to do things that I knew how to do, and I've had opportunities to do things that I don't know how to do. And I would say being able to lean back on experts, lean back on people who you can bounce ideas off of has been probably the greatest return. So they're not really kidding you when they say the network is, it, what, is what you get out of business school. But I would argue that that's not only friendship, but has incredible confidence boosts and, and gap fills that you'll have as you move forward in your career. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, it, it diff different for me, but I think my time at Google did some of that for me where, you know, I was working on a really global team with a really diverse team, really global team, really a lot of people with strengths that were different than mine. And I think it does it, at times, you know, it's, it's, it can be more difficult at first because you do, it takes longer to kind of get to know people, but the team you build and the diversity of thought, and I think that the diversity of ideas makes you better and makes every, like, makes the team really strong. So 
love that point. Really interesting. I hope, hope that helps people thinking about business school or trying to answer that solution. So let's, let's talk about teams. So I imagine you've, you know, you've hired PMMs, you've worked with a lot of different PMMs. Do you see, is there a skill set or individual skills that you see that the best PMMs have or that, you know, the highest performing PMMs or highest performing PMM teams, like what skills do they have in common? What really comes through uh, in your experience? I think product marketers, I've I, honestly, everyone that I've had an opportunity to work with or even observe has been incredible, mostly because I would say the top skill is curiosity, right? Uh, I think people come into product marketing because they're so hungry to understand either the market or the customer or the product. And there's this fire where people's hobbies usually kind of weirdly overlaps uh, with, with what they work on, right? Mm-hmm. And so that, that to me is the underpinning. And I think it's great because it harnesses sort of an inherent internal interest that can make the work a, a real joy and not, you know, not a slog. Not to say there aren't sloggy bar- parts, but you know, I think overall there's, a, there's an energy there. But if I was to, to break that down into like a real set of attributes, I guess, I would say probably the first one is that outside in perspective. I always joke that when you say product marketing, so many product marketers over rotate into the product part, which is not to say it's not necessary, but really focusing on the market is super important, right? Like what's happening in the world, what's happening in the trend in that industry, what's happening to our our consumers and how are they thinking and changing and shifting with the world without that perspective, anything that you, that you put out there won't hit. Right. So I'd say that's almost the first one. And then the second one is what I like to call the, so what, so what is, what is the point of what you're, of the story you're telling, right? What value does it actually provide the audience that is learning about it? What do they get out of it? And ask yourself, so what, not just once, but like multiple times, because you have to get down to the heart of why this matters and build your narrative from, from that place. Mm-hmm. And then I would say the, the other skills that I was reflecting on are really just about operating. So operating effectively within probably uh, a pretty complex organization. You know, every product marketer, I, I work mostly in the B2B side, but there's a million stakeholders. So being able to manage those strong relationships, being able to manage projects. So having that project management skill in your back pocket to keep things rolling and having that analytical view to be able to pivot and, and explain you know, why your tactics or your strategies are necessary to all of those different stakeholders. Great advice. I've seen that as well, the, like the curiosity. And I totally agree with you. I think, yeah, if you come into products marketing, there is a need and it's very important to learn the product and how the product works. But there's, but I think you're right. The thing that people maybe undervalue or under um, invest in is the understanding of the market and being that expert in the voice of the customer, but also just like, you know, the trends in the market or what's interesting or like what's happening. I think I offer my product teams a lot of value when I can give my recommendation on, you know, this is something that's exciting in the marketing space that I'm seeing that I think we should explore, we should invest in, or this is something that, you know, is it's, it's a passing trend and it's, it's not, it's not real, you know? So I think that is really, really great advice, but I love that curiosity. I think your points there outside in trends, so what, and that, being able to operate in a complex organization, lots of stakeholders, project management, all of that is super important as well. And it also 
it helps you kind of sell those other things too. You know, it's like, it's easier to pitch positioning and messaging and trends when you're also a good operator, just because you know how things work too. Yeah, absolutely. And also, you know, your days and your execution will be more seamless, which will make your life better. Right. And that's, and that's a, yeah, it's a huge part of the role. Awesome. Do you have a way of testing for curiosity or do you have like a favorite question in product marketing interviews? How do you think about the interview process and hiring for a great PMM? Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't think I ever test for curiosity. There's, there's ways that you can kind of see it shown. And, and so my favorite questions actually are always about vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I usually try to ask a candidate some version of some question that's about making a risky decision. And the, the goal here is, it's, it's not to put anyone in you know, a difficult spot. It's just to understand what does risk look like to that individual and what have they done to really push the envelope and why right? What was their conviction behind it? What was fueling that? And how was it received? I think that's just really important because product marketing, even though there are some core things that every product marketer does, there is so much room for creativity and being able to understand that creativity and where it originates from really tells you a lot about a person. I I'd asked this question to a candidate at one time. And I think, honestly, one of the most creative answers that I got was this, this individual who was working on a product that had very little insight into their customers. So again, that outside in was really challenging for a multitude of reasons. And they were just trying to figure out how, how do I understand my customer? How do I bring this view into the product team and the sales organization? And what they did is they conceptualized, you know, an award, right? And they said, okay, we're going to create a customer award that will be incredibly beneficial to a customer that will elevate them and allow them to have a lot of opportunity to show up as an innovator, but it will simultaneously help us understand what are people doing and what are some of these most innovative use cases. Mm. And I thought that was just a great way of tying in that outside in perspective for product marketing, but also layering in that creative, you know, thought process, that creative energy um, that you could bring with an organization to help them expand what is possible to understand that customer, to build for that customer, and to also elevate that customer as an innovator. I think it's a great thing to ask questions around and test for and just a good way to learn about someone, you know, just kind of uh, see how they approach problems. It's really interesting. While we're on the topic of creativity, how creative is the role of product marketing? And, you know, there's a spectrum here, right? You got to be able to do a lot of things as a product marketer, but do you think it's more the, you know, are the product marketers on your team a mix or do you think the best product marketers are, is it more of a creative function or is it more of like a analytical function? Do you have a take on that at all? So I think when you say the word creative in marketing, it can mean a few different things. I think some people think of creative in terms of actually almost like design and and brand and, and, you know, sort of that side of the house versus I think the creativity that can also be imbued in like business strategy, how you approach a problem, how you understand the customer. And so I would say that product marketing is very analytical, but I think that analysis gives you the right and also gives you the fuel to be very creative in how you think about um, a problem, right? So yes, let's say you have to launch a product that is known, but what are the channels that you're using? How, what are channels that we haven't used before? How can you actually show up in those channels in new and innovative ways, right? That's very, very creative. And I've seen the best product marketers really push the envelope there. Nice. Yeah. I, I am with you. Like when, when I, when you talk about the word, it is kind of loaded. And so it is, it is smart to unpack it a little bit, but yeah, because product marketing is so cross-functional, we're in a really good place to bring a lot of creative thinking to the business just because I think 
you know, cr- so much of creativity is just picking up ideas from one place and kind of combining it with another thing or bringing something new to another process. And because we're talking to all these teams, I think it's a big opportunity for that. So like your answer there. So t- tell me a little bit about Google. I mean, well, maybe not Google, but just, just in general, but you know, in every organization, Google is bigger, of course, but as a PMM leader, you know, thinking about product marketing, growing your team, getting resources, how do you grow your team? How do you get the resources you need? I'm sure there's a million different things that the Maps platform can invest in. How do you think about that when growing your team and kind of building your team? Yeah, so I think one, I've never met a product marketing leader who ever said, oh, I'm, I'm fully resourced, right? <laughs> uh, I think they use the euphemism lean probably yeah. a little bit too often, but that just that your ratios are way off in terms of PM to PMM and everyone's feeling the burn, right? And so I think that honestly, any leader, but a product marketing leader in particular, just knowing that that often is the nature of the function, it's, it's about getting really crisp with your stakeholders about what the priorities are. Like, what is the priority of the business? And then how are you ensuring that the team that you have is really clicking into those priorities and communicating that those are the priorities and that there's a list of not only things that you are doing, but a list of things that you aren't doing. I think oftentimes we're very good at the, yes, we are, but we're we're relatively bad at the, no, we aren't, because Mm -hmm. it's a difficult conversation. It's very uncomfortable, but it's important to do that for two reasons. One, so that if you're leading a team, you're not burning your team out um, by having them suddenly pick up all of these extra things and not being able to focus on sort of those big blocks. But the second reason, which I don't think is often talked about as much, is to actually expose to the organization what could be possible, right? So let's say there's sort of a, a bright line that you have to cut off and say, hey, these are investments that we can make, but here are all the investments that we can't make that we would love to if we could get more headcount, get support from you know, third parties to sort of amplify and accelerate the activities that your team is doing. There are lots of different ways and, and making it very crisp what that opportunity is makes makes a huge difference. So that's kind of how I think about it is, you know, click into the strategy of the business, make it very clear what you are doing, make it clear what the opportunity could be if you got additional resourcing. And finally, I would say in all of this, try to position it not just as activities, but actually as business impact. This is super hard. I'm, I'm not going to pretend that product marketing has really clear line of sight when it comes to metrics and KPIs, but to the extent that you can, that will make a huge difference because all of a sudden you're not talking about things that can get done, right? You're talking about business, you know, business metrics that actually matter to your very highest level of leadership and how you could have a direct connection between the investments made um, in the function to driving business success. And that, that completely changes the, the conversation. Totally. A couple, couple points in there that I really, really like. I think you're right. Like every product marketing team and product marketing leader you will talk to will say that word lean. And that's just because it's the function, you know, where the product team and every product marketing team I've ever talked to, there's their product team is larger than the product marketing team. And like you said, Absolutely. there's a ratio and we're mapped to them, right? So it's, there's always more work. There's always more projects. And it's important for every team to have clear priorities, but it's doubly important for product marketing, like you say, because like there's always more. And you're totally right in that. You know, it's been, I mean, it's been my experience too that I don't know why this is, but I think product marketers are you know, like nicer. Maybe it's because the cross-functional nature of the work, but I do think but it's harder to draw clear boundaries and say no in the moment. So having those priorities outlined, I think is a really, really good 
advice for other, you know, product marketing leaders and just making sure that you have some sort of system or plan for that. So really like that. Of course, the, the goals too, I think you're pretty, you know, transparent and clear headed. I think about like, you know, these goals are hard, but tying to them is really important if you can. So yeah. Love those points. All right. Hypothetical situation here. Let's say you are the CMO of a series A startup, maybe like Bloomreach was, and you're building out your product marketing function. Let's say you're in B2B SaaS, you know, like where do you start with the structure of the team and the focus of that team? Like what should product marketing be tasked with? What should they really own from the get-go? You know, this is, this is such a difficult question because it has so much to do with what your goals are, right? What is the goal of the business? And more importantly, what other functions exist? Product marketing and marketing in general, I've seen it come in relatively late in in the building of a small company, right? Usually it starts with engineering and sales, and then maybe they bring a product, and then maybe at some point in time, they bring in marketing. And so it really depends on sort of what you're working with when you you walk in the door. So I would argue that's the first step. It's like, what's going on? What's, what's happening right now? What is the top priority for the business? Sometimes it's really focused on demand generation from day one. And so the product marketing team should really be focused on getting a really crisp understanding of the you know, positioning. So what's happening in the market, what's happening with the customer, what's happening with the product, and then helping to develop and fuel kind of the, the content for that demand generation operation, right? And that can be sort of an initial start. Another place could be the product actually hasn't launched yet, right? This is, this is sort of pre-product market fit and the product marketing team is actually now being tasked with really identifying the opportunity and how to launch, right? And so that becomes mm-hmm. market analysis, customer interviews, right along with the sales team and really trying to figure out and refine sort of that pitch motion and even that ecosystem motion if, if that's part of your, your storyline. So I think there's a lot of different ways that you can go, but I would argue the first product marketers that you hire have got to be able to switch their job incredibly fast, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I would say for those folks who are looking to get into product marketing, going into a startup is a great first step because you're going to be forced to taste all of the different skills and get competent in all of those skills relatively quickly because you're going to have to switch as the business pivots. However, if you have something that you really, really love, you know, sometimes larger companies are better because they have a little bit more specialization and opportunities to go really deep. Yeah, I think that is great. I think people need to be aware to just have a good sense of the business and the goals of the business and then understand the tools that you ha- that you can apply and how to how to apply them. But also your your point is great. Like I worked at a, you know, a startup early in my career and I found it super valuable for that reason too because there's so much there's a lot of opportunity. You're going to have to do a lot of things. You're going to have to pivot quickly and you just learn so much. So, I would agree with you there. I think that's very good advice. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit here. Let's say you're a product marketer relatively early in your career. Are there any traps that could slow your career down or hinder it? Is there any like common traps that you see more junior folks falling into or mistakes that they make? Yeah, I would say probably the biggest mistake that I've seen, and I, and I want to caveat this because it is important. You just don't want to ro- over-rotate is trying to understand the product to the same level that your product manager does. Mm. I think there is a real desire to do that because oftentimes that's what walks you in the door, right? Is you're just incredibly jazzed about the thing that you're going to go out and market and you have to become competent at that product. 
but you need to be able to bring more of that outside in perspective in to actually complement the team that you're that you're working with, right? Two two PMs are amazing, but a PM and a product marketer are incredible in terms yeah. of making sure that you're not only listening to the market and building for them, but that you're able to tell that story effectively outside. And so a lot of people that I see are more junior often come in and because you talk to your PM probably daily, if not more than daily or weekly, or depending on how many you're supporting, you often tend to spend almost too much time there and not enough time out in the world or even, you know, learning about what's happening with your customers via your internal channels. If you have like customer support or sales or even like a social team that just monitors what your customers are doing. If you're thinking about it from a, from a B2C perspective, right? I think you, you don't spend enough time there. And as a result, you will probably be very successful near term because you'll be building those relationships, but long term will start to feel like you're hitting a wall because you aren't able to bring in the insights that will actually pivot and change the direction of the product and also pivot and change, you know, what you're able to do in terms of your own capability and your own projects that you actually will work on. Love that. I think it's great advice. I mean, you can have a lot of impact, right? Because you'll come in, you'll learn the product really deeply oh, yeah. and you'll be able to answer questions from other people in the organization. But to your point, it's only going to last for so long until the, and, and, and that's what the PM is also, you know, that's the product org is, is there for that too. So I think having a balance you know, figuring out the right way to bring those market insights, whether it's your sales or your own, you know, your, your own research, your own experience. I think a lot of, it's always really good PMs, you know, a lot of the time they, they're doing the thing that you're building. Like, you know, of course, it doesn't have to be the case, but you know, if they're, if you've got a blogging software and someone has built an amazing blog and then come in, it's coming in and, and being a, you know, as your product marketer, I think it always kind of gives them a leg up, but love your points there. All right. My last question for you is just, what's your outlook on the career of product marketing? Where do you think it's going? Do you think it's a good place to be right now for folks? I have been amazed over the course of my career of how product marketing has grown as a function. I know we were, we were chatting a little bit earlier, but when I first started product marketing, it seemed like it was a relatively small community. And I think it's really grown over time as companies recognize the strategic value of having a product marketer um, on the team. And so I'm incredibly excited about it. I think it is a great place to start a marketing career in the sense that you'll come in, get a really good foundational understanding of the market, the customer and the product, and can really go from there into a lot of different other spaces. And it's also a, a great way to actually grow as a leader, just because you have to have that business perspective almost from day one, it gives you an opportunity to you really move your way up the conversation in terms of business strategy beyond marketing strategy. So I think it's a, it's a great launch point there as well. And then finally, if you don't want to be in marketing anymore, I think product marketing puts you close enough to product and close enough to the go-to-market uh, parts of uh, business that you can really jump pretty seamlessly into you know, sales, certainly if you're in B2B, but also potentially even to product management. I've, I've known quite a number of people who've made that jump as well and have that latitude. So I, I am biased, but I am excited about product marketing. Totally. Those are great points. I think you're learning so much. There's a lot, it really opens the doors to a lot of different options, really gives you a, you know, a strong acumen across a lot of ways. I love that answer. All right, Madeline, thank you so much for coming on the show. That is it. I really appreciate you giving us some of your time. Thanks so much, Marcus. It was so fun. There's only one way to
around the city lights uh, But it's alright 